free from GP Ran to Tommy B Broadcasting live on your frequency Giving you updates on these Georgia streets These are voices for the people that don't get to speak Issues, black news The conversation's deep Shout out to Slick I'm Nick. going in on the beat iPods, Androids, or your laptop These boys swinging for the fence Saying lie Then came a long way from being homies on the block From afros and braids and now they at the top You want facts? This is where I get them from GP3 RTT at gmail.com Send them feedback and they'll be sure to send a response I gotta go now, the show starts in 3, 2, 1 Welcome to the GP3 Homies from the Block podcast Connect via email at gp3rtt at gmail.com Leave a voicemail 413-556-9546 Follow us on iTunes Give us a 5 star Follow us on SoundCloud GP3 Homies from the Block And now, here's Ran and Tommy B GP3 Homies from the Block Hey, what's up, y'all? We are back It is uh, GP3 Round 69. <laughs> is that 69, 69 boys? Or I'm gonna let you know, I'm gonna let you get into you know your rude boy ran. But uh it's December 24th, so we have to, you know, play it play it gently with uh, Christmas Eve, man. How you doing, man? Everything I'm good? doing great. And, uh, how you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm 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 good, man. It's um I can't believe, man, it's another uh Christmas, man. It it, it uh they come in way too fast, <laughs> you know. But it's all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just think about it, man. It's almost a year's almost passed now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man, absolutely. And uh, why don't you tell them, man? I've been telling them last few weeks about why people call us or why we call ourselves GP3. I'm gonna let you do the honors, man. This week, go ahead. Okay. We'll call GP3. It stands for Grove Park 3. The three of us come from the Grove Park Elementary School, the Grove Park community in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm Rand. I lived on South Elizabeth Place. And Tommy, Tommy B, man, North Avenue, man. And uh, our uh, member emeritus, number three, uh, he lived on Charlotte Place. And let, uh, let's stop there for a minute. Stop there for a minute. Turned, uh, had a birthday yesterday, man. Really? Yeah, Tut, tut turned, uh, well, you know, we ain't got to we ain't gotta put him out there like that, but because we all the well, same age. Like he's, he's north of 50. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, happy birthday, Tut. He, he, he had a birthday. Happy birthday, brother. Yeah, shout and many more. Text. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Go ahead, though. Continue, sir. And so, um, we're just three guys sitting in the sitting in the man cave, and we just like to talk. Absolutely. We share our views and opinions on a variety of topics, whether it's race, politics, sports, pop culture, you name it. We got an opinion for anything. Yeah, just man. ask us. Yeah, man. And uh, there's plenty to have an opinion on. I've been watching, um, and I know you probably have too. A lot of folks start looking at the year in review. And uh, oh my goodness, <laughs> damn, <laughs> we still alive. I don't even want to do that. It's, it's, that's too stressful, too painful. <laughs> it is, man. It is. It, it's like uh, it's like a war zone, but um, we still here. I mean, it, what how did, how did Seeley say in uh, color purple? <laughs> we still here. I'm still here, Lord. <laughs> that's all I that's got to right. say, you man. Know, I had to put on my, my old Gloria Gaynor eight track, I will survive. <laughs> no, nah, not the eight track. Not the eight track, track, baby. You got some shout outs, man. Uh, yeah, man. I want to give a shout out to uh the two blogging heads, um, Glenn Laurie and John McWhorter, two um black intellectuals uh at Brown University in Columbia. And full disclosure, John is my cousin, mm-hmm. and he's a constant guest on CNN. Cool. Um, for the first time, they did not 
come out and say anything about the the Cornell West coach argument. They stayed out of it. Good for them. Stay wow. out of it. You say, wow, okay, okay. Why do you think they? Why do you think he stayed out of it? What, what, what do you think the point? Uh, what what I, I point was them, being made? Go they ahead. realize that getting into an argument about coats is it's not beneficial. Yeah. It's let let Cornell and and Tassiasi handle this. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. I'll I'll bring it up, and I think uh, you know just acknowledge it. But uh, I think that's good that they they don't get into the argument and take sides. So, yeah. I yeah, agree. I mean, in the past, they have made comments about coats, and we'll get more into into that, but at least they stood out of, they stayed out of this thing right here. Yeah, well, good. Good. Cool. What else you got, man? Any other shouts? You know, I want to um, give a special thanks to uh, Brother Roland Martin. Uh, Thursday was his last show mm-hmm. uh, on TV One, and um, I want to give a brother um, a, a great thanks for what he did uh, in the past four years. Absolutely, man. I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. Um, and, and you know what? I hope somebody makes a decision to pick him up. Um, you know, I know there was a change, which I'm not going to go into right now at MSNBC. Maybe they making room for him. <laughs> you know, well, he, <laughs> maybe, he just on, maybe. He mentioned on the show, Tommy, that his contract is up in October. Yeah. And um, so they're they are in talks about coming up with something new for him at TV one. OK, OK. Was it just so, was it just the morning numbers? I mean, it's a it's a competitive. Uh, the morning situation is so extremely competitive when you're going up against Good Morning America and 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 all the other traditional morning news shows. And, and one of the things I noticed, Rand, was technically um, he he struggled with his producers. I don't know if you if you had a chance to. Um, I mean, you watched it probably more than I did, but the times I had a chance to really watch it, they were making a whole lot of errors. It was like fumbles, you know, where he had to go to break and, and you know, the audio wouldn't work. And, 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 you know, they were playing clips from Twitter or video and it wouldn't work. And you know what? That situation in, in, in that arena, you're talking morning news. It's just so competitive, you know, so maybe they'll put him in a situation where he can win, you know. Yeah, I agree with you. I do believe that there was some production issues uh, um, because when you talk about morning news, you have to be as factual. You literally have to be um, damn near perfect. Yeah, you do. Um, and, and and I do agree with you. I saw many errors um, on the show. Um, and also, too, I mean, Roland is a very um, 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 he sucks the room out the air at times. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I think um, he probably, in my opinion, probably needs to maybe tone tone some of the personality down because what happens was that uh, even when he, he had guests on the show, uh, at times um, he would shut them down. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so he did. He was, his moderation skills were probably not where you want them to be, but he knows his stuff. Maybe not as objective as he needs to be. Right. In, in, in that kind of arena. So he needs to be probably more in a, a situation like uh, maybe would it would it be like a Don Lemon? You think like what Don does you know, at 10 I, o'clock I, at night? I, I really do like Don. I think I would say that Don probably needs to be a little more aggressive at times. OK, um, so so, so you say like Don is the opposite. 
of of rolling, you know. Right. I, I think there's a happy medium somewhere for yeah. both of them. Okay. Okay. Good point. You got anything else? Any other shouts, man? Um, no, man. I mean, you know, a shout out to our fans and uh, our listeners and, and you and your family and stuff, you know. Uh, thanks for sticking with us, supporting us. Yeah. You know, because you guys are really the stars in this whole thing. We're Absolutely. just some guys who yeah. just who just like to talk. Yeah, that's true. And you know what, man? I'm gonna give a couple of shout outs, man. Um I um, you know, with the Instagram account, we um are are really it's it, it's like a, a a lot of podcasts. And um a lot of people, you know, I follow people and, and they follow us back. And when when they follow us back in a lot of cases, they have an opportunity to, to check out the show and we give you know, feedback and comments, but, uh, man, one of the podcasts that is just fire, I want to send a shout out to, and I don't know if you've had a chance to listen to it out of New York, um, a seat at the table. Have you heard of that? Have you listened to it? Yeah. Good Lord. <laughs> I think her name is Gail. Have you checked it out? You checked it out, right? But, yeah, I checked uh, it out. I like it. But she is she is the fire, man. I mean, she gives great commentary. Her delivery is hilarious. Uh, she kind of reminds me because she's from New York. Uh, it, she's got that windy, but but she's a kindler, gentler, more rational, more informed kind of uh, uh, windy and and edgy. Right. Um, and 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 she she would be my anger translator. Okay, so if if I had like an anger translator, I'd hire her. <laughs> She'd be on stage like like the Key and Peele guy. Who was that? Right. Uh, like Luther. yeah, like Luther. So she she Gail Gail the anger translator is a seat at the table podcast man she's funny she's hilarious but but very you know very plugged in and and you know always leaves you with some nuggets of wisdom so I'm gonna give her a shout also another shout out to you know the damn we grown podcast out on the west coast uh, I gave them a mm-hmm. shout and they listened to the podcast and and heard it and then they gave us another shout and you know excellent. They, and and said you know they were listening to the uh, our show and 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 they were kind of shocked that they heard their name on another podcast because they're a newer podcast so they're not you know really used to people saying their their name that's the damn we grown podcast over I think they're in LA um they called us like they said these are older cats the the, the husband said they said they said we like their older cousins I'm like damn <laughs> I grew up on, okay, see, I grew up on, they grew up on, I don't know, maybe uh, Jay-Z, and we grew up on Grandmaster Flash (laughs) and the Furious Five, so I don't know, and, uh, but thanks, thanks to them. That's great, man. They gave us some good compliments. If 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 we're the older cousin, I hope we can be invited to the cookout. (laughs) I just don't want to be the drunk uncle or the old, you know, the, the hoteps. You know, I'm not, you know, I don't think we, we're not in Hotep land, are we? With our commentary. I can't, I can't go to Hotep land. If I'm, if I'm, if I'm heading toward Hotep land, you know, give me the hook and just yank. So, you know, cause, cause we try to, (laughs) (laughs) we try to keep it. I don't know. I don't know. When you get in a Hotep land, I don't don't know. You heard about that, right? You know, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I know exactly what you're talking about. (laughs) We can't go there. But anyway, man, I can't go there. I can't go there. I don't know, man. Damn, Harvey kind of takes a holiday, but I do want to mention something, man. I was I was talking to um, uh, 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 one of my classmates because they were supposed to do an event around the holiday. They wound up canceling the event, 
But I was talking to one of my classmates, female classmate, went to high school, and uh, she's asking me, she said, hey, does your family, do, do, do they, in the women in your family deal with the aggression that Atlanta guys have? Because, you know, it was funny because she said she had pulled up to, she went to a, uh, a friend of hers had gone to like a Jiffy Lube or something like this, right? And right. the mechanics, you know, found when they were just going to do a, a basic oil change, that the, uh, what do you call it? The oil pan had, had a mm. crack in it. So um, they were going to have to do some repairs. And the manager just started coming on to her. You know what I'm saying? And and made, you know, comments about his anatomy. And I'm like, what the? And, and, and you know, it was it was kind of like a moment where you you stop and you say, damn, is that really going on? And, and you know, you, you got daughters I got a daughter. You got, you know, it's like, dude, really? This ain't the time, you know? I mean, so, and and it ain't the time to be doing that kind of stuff. And I, and I'm just wondering if if these if a lot of these guys have really gotten the message, man. I'm not, I'm not really. I think it does go extreme, but that kind of stuff is the other extreme. That brothers got to shake brothers and just say, don't do that. Don't don't do that. I mean that. You know what I'm saying? You got any comments, man? Any feedback? Well, you know, I think for a lot of guys out there, it's that attitude of that happened to him. This ain't I'm smarter than him. This this ain't me. Yeah, that's not me. But damn, you get my oh. point though. When you you know this this lady was just at a at a uh, jiffy lube, and the the manager right. comes up and starts making comments about her and her anatomy and his anatomy. I mean, what's the point? This is kind of like what? And, and you know, well, yeah, that's. that's- that's very sophomore, man. That's the type of stuff um, guys do back in the day when they were younger, when they had no sense. But yeah. also remember this, Thomas. You and I have talked about this for a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Many of the young men, particularly No, no, no. This wasn't, this guy wasn't young. He was a manager. Like old. Okay, he's a man. You got happen young managers now, man. Happen to be an African dude, but I'm going to leave it at that. You know, I don't know if there's a difference. A lot of, a lot of these guys were raised without men in the household. Mm, okay. So they have no idea what a man is or what a gentleman is. But you know honest. what? Let me let me mention this while you're going. Even if you if you didn't grow up with a man in the household and you grew up around women, wouldn't you be a little bit more sensitive? Maybe. But you got to you got to understand some of the many of the women that were in their lives li- lived in these dysfunctional relationships, so they saw how they were being mistreated. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I'm just saying function. I mean, I'm I'm just saying like non-consensual, those kind of comments. Right. You know, it was just, right. it was just kind of weird hearing that story on the, on the, on the phone, I mean, just kind of came out of the blue. Cause we're talking, okay, when, when are y'all going to reschedule this event? Is it going to happen? Blah, blah, blah. And, and it was so, I guess, traumatizing that, you know, the question had to be asked, would you do something like that? And I said, Oh, hell no. I said, you know, I'm not just, you know, if I'm in a you know situation where it's professional and we're doing work and we're trying to get business done, what's the point, you know? So I'm gonna leave it at that, man. We ain't got no, you know, no, 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 the higher level, stuff to talk about, which is great because it's, it's Christmas Eve. I don't want to get into that, but I just thought I'd bring that up. Just something that, to think that's about. Very dis- that's very disappointing to hear, man. That's very disappointing. I'm like, damn. And, and this is in the, in the ATL. You know, it, it, you know, it ain't no backwoods, you know, uh, population two kind of place. I mean, this is metropolitan area. And that, that kind of situation comes up. So I'm going to leave it at that. But anyway, we're going to move on. This week, man, um, keeping it light, um, 
you heard about George Zimmerman, right? And the Jay-Z threat, um, uh, which I thought, I hate to even say his name um, on Christmas Eve at that. But he threatened Jay-Z. He said he would beat him and feed him to alligators. Now, that was what was alleged. Uh, because, you know, Jay-Z's working on that Trayvon Martin. Um, is it like a, I don't know if it's a biopic or a, a documentary or uh, he's doing a, a story based on the life of. Uh, but but Jay-Z has a production team uh, out and that they're actually doing interviews with uh, family uh, with Zimmerman's people. So Zimmerman claims that the production team harassed him. Uh, it showed up at his parents' house unannounced. Uh, the crew had trespassed. And so he said, um, basically, uh, in an interview, he said, I know how to handle people who, who F with me, you know, and I have since February 2012, which was the month that he killed Trayvon, which was highly insensitive. Um, and, uh, you know, he knows that they can't come after him again. So he, he's, you know, now rubbing it in people's face. Uh, Snoop Dogg came out and said, if one hair on Jay's head is touched, uh, that's when the revolution will be televised. So, you know, it, uh, the name of the show is actually, uh, by the way, rest in power, the Trayvon Martin story. Uh, any thoughts on that, man? Have you heard anything? Man, I haven't heard anything uh, about that. I do know about the the, the um, I think it's a, a documentary, um, um, a docudrama that Jay's um, production team is doing. I've heard about that. Yeah, and by the way, uh, Weinstein. It was in the hands of Weinstein, um, Harvey Weinstein's company. The Weinstein company was handling it, and Jay took it over because he didn't want it to fall. Right. He didn't want it to fall down. Okay. Right. And George Zimmerman, me, has no credibility because even his claims. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, I mean, I don't, I, I don't believe his claims because of who he is. Yeah. yeah. Um, but again, George Zimmerman is another example of white privilege. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And in our society now, with this, in the last three years, have basically um, fed the beast. We've enabled it now, so these guys could think they can say anything and do anything they want to. But you know what? He don't know who Snoop, who Snoop knows. Cause you know, you know Snoop, <laughs> you know. No, Snoop, Snoop's a former gangbanger. Yes, he is. Snoop knows people, and 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 Snoop, I know, has probably made a few phone calls, and and you know, we'll see how much he's been enabled, George. You know, we'll leave it at that. I, I mean, I, 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 in my opinion, I think George every day of life for him is a gift. Yeah, I agree. Um, I agree. You know, every day of life is a gift for him, considering. Yeah. The, the the hostility and hatred we have in our community regarding him. Yeah, agreed. But you know, we hire, we bigger folks than that. But I think, you know, he's he's pushing the wrong buttons right now, man. When you're dealing yeah. with Jay Z and you're dealing with Snoop, there's a level of businessman and musician that you see, and then there's another level. And and I think he's gonna keep pushing until he experiences the other level. And you know, I don't think well, I want to go there. Yeah, we'll see. Don't, don't don't let the TV interviews and the suits fool you. <laughs> don't let the smooth taste. <laughs> don't that's let a, it fool you. That's man. what I'm saying. And and you know, I think he's uh, he's been lulled into this uh, little false hey. sense of security. But we'll see. And George needs to know these are grown ass men. This ain't no teenager now. Yeah, true enough. True, true that, bro. All right, man. Um, Cornell, uh, the Cornell West coats situation you you uh briefly mentioned that and now coach from what i'm hearing is twitterless he he dropped off twitter um and and i don't blame him when 
a white supremacist come in, comes in. What's the guy's name, man? Richard Spencer? No messages. Yeah. Agrees. Uh, Richard Spencer. Hang on, man. I just, I just activated Alexa. My bad. Uh, Richard Spencer uh, agrees with West. He knew it was time to go on Twitter. So he's no longer on Twitter. He's no Twitter account. So FYI, you know, which is unfortunate. I mean, this is one of those types of things where you wish that Dr. West and, and Mr. Coates would just get into a room, have a beer and talk to soap. I agree. I agree, man. You know, let's do this man to man face to face. Or why don't we just have a public debate like they do over in the UK? Let's say we, we can debate each other. I don't think but West this, is going to do that, though, because this situation is, how can I say it? It is kind of symptomatic and and an example of the operation of how West has dealt with certain things over the years. And even when it came down to the Obama beef, which could have been handled in a similar way, possibly. Um, and I don't know if that's I don't I don't. I would be shocked if it got, you know, that type of treatment, you know. So I think it might be I think Coates is handling it the right way. I don't know if West is handling it the right way, you know. And, you know, and the sad thing about this, West is a family friend. He, he Coates' father and West were, were friends. Yeah. Were friends. Yeah. You know, that would be like it'd be like your dad's uncle or, or dad's brother having something to say about you. I mean, so I imagine for Mr. Coates, it hurts in more ways than one. Yeah, I would imagine. I would imagine. So we'll see how that plays out, man. Uh, he might get a Christmas gift uh, from him like tomorrow morning or something. Who knows? And they'll they'll call it a day. <laughs> something under the tree for Ta-Nehisi. Right. Hey, man, uh, I wanted to ask you this. A um, couple of things I've observed um, and, and, and there's some intensity on the side of CNN, okay? I mean, MSNBC and CNN have always been aggressive on the Trump train, okay, on the 45 train. Just seems to me they've gotten a little bit more aggressive. And, and I want to pose this to you not as a conspiracy theory, Rand, but I do want to get your feedback, get your thoughts. Uh, you know, recently the Fox, uh, what is it, Disney, uh, situation. Yeah, they bought the entertainment arm. Yeah, and it's not a done deal, but I will say that 45 has already called Rupert Murdoch and pretty much congratulated him on the deal, whereas CNN has been attempting to uh, merge with uh, AT&T and DirecTV, that whole thing, which is being challenged by the DOJ, like from the jump. As soon as they mentioned it, oh, you're going to be challenged. You know, and even this morning, uh, there's a story about uh, a tweet that uh, that 45 pushed out that showed CNN's blood on the bottom of his shoe. I don't know if you saw that. Um, no, I haven't seen it, but I've heard about it. I heard that the, the last ethics guy uh, made a comment about it and basically said that uh, Trump right now is scared. Mm. But But do you think right now CNN has another motive to really take this guy out is twofold. I, I know as journalists, as journalists, they want to report the truth, but also could it mean kind of life or death or growth based on that merger? Do you think there's any motivation to further, to further this thing along? Do you think? Oh yeah. 
Oh, yeah, I do. I, I mean, because at the end of the day, um, you know, Rupert Murdoch is about to get a bunch of cash, yep. 50-something billion dollars in cash to beef up that news organization. Yep. Okay. That is a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're going to be fighting for the M- M- NBC and everybody else is going to be fighting for relevance now because when you got that type of money in your war chest. Yeah. The things that you can do, the things that you can say, the narratives that you can control, and then you have basically the tacit support of the uh, of the commander in chief behind you, and that means the FCC. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean this is it, 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 this is about going to war now. Yeah, so I, I I sense a little bit more desperation, even though I know they would deny it as journalists. Uh, I, I sense a little bit more desperation on that side. And also, even with MSNBC, because they are definitely not a fan of 45 and the administration either. But right. I think MSNBC, like you and I have always said, um, I, I think they do a better job of reporting, you know, overall. I don't think they make as many mistakes as I've seen with uh, with CNN. But But, you know. We'll, we'll and see. one of the things I can say about them is that even when they do bring on, let's say, pro-Trump supporters, yeah, yeah, they don't bring the bombastic um, reality show ones on there. Yeah, they don't bring uh, the Jeffrey Lords and the uh, what the Corey, right. the Corey. I slapped somebody on the butt at the Christmas party. What's his name? Um, what's Lewandowski? Name? Yeah, yeah. Um, and and I forgot this other guy. He's a little stoic, a little heavy set. Um, but he's another one who's just, I mean, this dude will pull stuff just out of his ass in a minute. I mean, it's just like, where'd right. that come from? <laughs> right. Like, I do believe that CNN has gone more like a Jerry, it's become more Jerry Springerish. It has. Whereas the, where the other shows are still more like, you know, kind of like um, not to meet the press, but a little, but a little more, more factual. Yeah, yeah. And they have, they have more robust, uh, I would say more mind, mind thinking provoking discussion yeah i agree i agree man i agree uh moving on man papa papa is leaving papa john's john uh schnatter uh you know he he was a little upset he said the nfl protest hurt his sales earlier and 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 he and i didn't know this man when i was listening to the story they were saying um he'd already left the company once and come back to pull the, to save the company. Now he's leaving and they think he may be leaving for good, but just FYI, he's blaming it on the NFL. Well, he blamed it on the NFL protest because sales had been down. So, um, you know, Papa's leaving Papa John's John Schnatter Snyder. Is that how you say mm-hmm. Okay. Snatter. Snatter. Okay. Uh, princess Michael of Kent wearing the blackface brooch <laughs> at, at the event with Meghan Markle. I'm not surprised, uh, man. I'm not surprised. Well, yeah, I'm not surprised because you know if you if you read her history, she has made many insensitive comments in the past. I think in 1994, she was in a restaurant in New York, yeah, and she made a comment to some black patrons, telling them to go back to the colonies or something like that. Wow. And so Damn. you know she is she. This is not the first time, and I think um, she has issued an apology because I think the Queen sat her down and said, "Look here, girl." Um, this this is my grandson, and he's number five or six in line. While you and your husband are number forty six in line for the job, um, 
That's you need to go somewhere. You need to go somewhere and sit down. But you know, man, here's the thing. And I know here's the thing, Rand. Every week we have folks from the UK listening to the show. All right. I'd love their feedback because, see, from from where I sit over in the ATL, I just never thought the Brits were all that welcoming or inclusive when you look at the whole frame of that. So I think hopefully Megan knows what she's getting into. Um, It ain't going to be Sophia the first up in there. You know, when when, you know, it it ain't going to be Disney. So I'm I'm just curious. how folks in the UK. So if you if you listen to the podcast, our UK family um, who who actually uh, I know they listen to the show weekly. If you check this show out, I love your feedback on that because first of all, I wasn't surprised. Not you know the Kent uh, was it Princess? I don't know if is it Michael or Michelle of Kent. Uh, I'm, I'm yeah, not. She's, she's married to one of the Queen's cousins. She, okay. she's an in law. Yeah, she's an in law. Okay, but I'm never surprised when I hear that kind of stuff coming out of the royals. Um, because hell, they, didn't they invent it? They invented colonization. So <laughs> what, what do you expect? You know, I mean, they, there's a lot of, uh, racial insensitivity based on colonization. So I, I don't think that even though, you know, of course that's quote unquote in the past, um, you know, it, it, it but came, but, it was but you know what, Thomas, though, yeah, this man. happens in any time you have interracial couples and families, man, you're yeah. always going to have a family members who are just not on board. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. With the whole thing. And I think the thing that makes this worse is because of the visibility of the family that she's that she's moving into. Oh dude. She could have been married in a family from Barstow, California, which is one of the most bad places in the world. Yeah. And and they would have done the same thing showing up with a wearing a Confederate flag halter top on. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. And this is one of the highest profiles ever. So we'll see how that goes. Hey man, I don't know if you had a chance to see it. Have you seen Bright yet? Uh, have I seen what now? Uh, Bright uh, on Netflix. No, what is, what is that? Tell me about it. All right, um, Bright is the Will Smith uh, new movie um, on Netflix. Okay, um, it is. I'm not gonna give it away, but I will say it's a combination of the Lord of the Rings and Training Day. Imagine that concept. Okay. Um, most of you, if you've heard of it, uh, you can't, if you got Netflix and you go on Netflix, there's no way you can avoid it because it's the, you know how Netflix has the featured movie. As soon as you sign on, it is the featured movie. Boom. In your face. But you know, I, I had started seeing previews for bright almost like back in March you know, back back early in the year. And I was looking forward to it because I'm not one of those folks who have written Will off. Um, so, I, you know, just like a Denzel, I look forward to seeing another Will Smith movie. And typically, I, I hate to say it, I have been disappointed the last few times, several times. But one of the things that disappoints me the most, man, and, and this is what scares me because Netflix has really done a good job with original content and original That's movies. True. Um and and quite frankly they've done better quality with their original against what's in the theaters. But but I don't That's get true. I don't get why they take these big budgets. It's a big budget for Netflix. I think they spent about 90 million on this thing. Wow. Um, That's big. And even though you know like Suicide Squad and all those are like 100 plus. This is still pretty big 
for Netflix, for an original, okay? But I'm shocked that they always put these big stars with these unproven directors. Even though this guy wrote Training Day, he real, I mean, he did direct Suicide Squad, but Suicide Squad got panned. I mean, why do the black stars align themselves with these guys who really are kind of mediocre? And, and that's why, you know, Will as a whole man in the movie did his thing. But this thing was like, what the hell? It's kind of too long. Uh, the action and language, it, it, it's just because we can, because it's Netflix, we can just say whatever. And I'm cool with that. That's what I like about Netflix. Netflix, I like the edginess of it to where, you know, right. if, if you want to cuss, you can cuss. Uh, if you want to show whatever, you know, you could show. You could do the cable thing. But my whole thing is, you know, I don't, I mean, first of all, let me say this. It ain't a kid's movie. <laughs> it, I mean, you might see Bright and you might see elves and, and, and orcs and all that stuff from Lord of the Rings. It is not a kid's movie. Don't don't let your kids watch. If you got you no know, kids under twelve, anything like that, nah, 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 nah. It ain't it ain't that kind of okay. Movie. Um, but um, I don't know, man. I mean, I think Will is kind of heading toward Jim Carrey land, where uh, Eddie Murphy land. Or, or, no, it, yeah, yeah. But you, you know what? Yeah, no. Eddie Murphy can find one every now and then. But but Will's shifting into that land of unknown, you know. And uh, I was, it, it, it has the visual stuff, you know, but there's no substance, man. I was disappointed. I was kind of like, well, you know, that, you know, that's one of the, that's one of the criticisms about Hollywood now that they've become so reliant upon what CGI and all the other special tricks. Yeah. Yeah. That, that uh, storyline, um, you know, the, the dialogue and the script is, is lacking. And, um, and that's a big challenge. I mean, but, you know, I've always heard in Hollywood and also even in the music business, they say God only gives you so many hits. After you hit your number, that's it. Yep. So I don't know. That's if, it, man. I don't know if we'll hit his number. But, um, you know, I agree with you, man. Um, I've seen too many movies where they're wasting um, these these talented actors and actresses with people who are who are unproven. I believe in giving people a chance, but I kind of like, like the bait, you know how in baseball you have the minor leagues, you start, you work your way up. Yeah. yeah you know? Yeah. And, and what's happening now is these guys are getting out of film school and they might have one independent film and what they know how to do is pitch the hell out of it and, and pick up money. And these stars now are looking at these big paychecks, man, you know, um, you know, we'll probably got a nice deal, uh, a production deal. And, and, and one of the conditions where he, he had to let this one this one guy do this this thing for him yeah. so he can get the other things. Well, I'm going to say this, um, man. It's just like with Denzel. And and I had the same criticism about the Esquire, the legal flick that Denzel was in. It's like, you know, okay, the, this guy's done a couple of movies, but your 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 star is huge. You know, especially among your fan base. I mean, if if I'm a if I know my fan, there there are a lot of and I know there are a lot of actors and actresses in the black community or black actresses and actors who will not. They turn movies down all the time. They say, nah. and and I, I, I don't know how many they turn down. I don't know what they turn down, but there are a couple of these things. I'm like, maybe you should have turned that down, because even I, I mentioned original stuff on Netflix, man. I mean, I love the original stuff on Netflix, but if you talk about futuristic uh, and sci-fi and all that stuff, you know what? I don't know if you had a chance to see it. Whatever happened to Monday? 
Um, it's a, uh, it's an original, those kind, they, they do so much better, man. They, there's there's so many examples of where they do it better. Like even with black mirror, you know, and stuff like that. Right. So it's like, how, how can y'all F it up? Like, eh, what? Well, you know, the genre of sci-fi and fantasy, those fans are much more critical and discerning than let's say the rom-com fans. Yeah. And, and I mean, because these fans, they get into the NAS as in details. Yes. I mean, you know? So my point is, why would you mess with Lord of the Rings, which, you know, they, and, and the reason I mentioned it is like orcs. I, I, I'm not a Lord of the Rings kind of guy. I don't watch that, but I do appreciate the stuff that they do for their fan base. And then Training Day, because the guy did write, he was one of the writers or the writer of Training Day, which was, you know, the Denzel, you know, the, the Training Day that won Denzel the Oscar. But it was like a combination of that. The, you know, he just took his training day script and threw it into a Lord of the, Ring, Lord of the Rings pot. And voila, I got a meal. But I'm going to leave it at that, man. I know folks are going to have their feedback on it. Um, I think a lot of folks just pre- appreciated the fact that shit I already paid for Netflix. This kind of free part of the plan, which is cool. I just hate to see bad, you know, mediocre movies. And I will say this, man. I was doing some last minute shopping yesterday while we we're on movies. And, um, I, you know, I, I, I kind of got stuck. You know how it is. You go to certain parts of the ATL this time of year, uh, and you try to get back on the highway. Ain't no getting back on the highway when it's raining. Um, right. So I stopped down and I went to see this movie. Uh, and I was like maybe three people, four people in the, in the theater. Cause it's not open full release yet. The shape of water. You probably seen it, um, with, um, it was the black actress, man. She was in the help in uh, Hidden Figures. Um, oh, you're talking about, the, um, you're talking about, and she was in the help too, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But she's in it. Um, she's she's one of the I've, I've stars. Seen the trailers. I've seen the trailer for her. But it is, it's done by the guy who did Pan Pan's Labyrinth. And, you know, it ain't a Pookie and Ray Ray movie. Okay. It's don't Pookie and Ray Ray will not like it, but it is. It's kind of like if you understand Pan Labyr- Pan's Labyrinth and you're into that world, it is really a good story. And it's going to win Oscars. It's going to do well. Uh, that's the kind of stuff I like to see, and that's the kind of stuff I like to support. That's the kind of stuff I October like to see. Spence. Do well. October yeah. Spence. Yeah, October. Right. I, I, yeah, that's her. That's her. Um, and, um, you know, so when I see Bright and then I compare it to uh, De Garmo, uh, it's a, he's a Mexican director who does this, who's done really good stuff. He did Big Fish. Um, he's he's done several of those types of fantasy flicks. Um, and then I see this, man, and I just oh, what the fuck? Okay. Anyway, it's Christmas. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm going to keep moving. All right, man, let's get a little bit of heavy. And, Rand, I know you know, I know you know people, Rand. You know people. So you're going to have to help me out with this. What really happened at the Atlanta airport, man? Come on. You know, they keep saying fire. Um, Homeless but man. I, but <laughs> they, they keep saying fire. But I, I think the thing, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm jumping on a conspiracy uh, tent right now. I hope you save me a spot. Uh, I know you know. Uh, I know you know. Go ahead, man. I want to hear it. I want to hear What's scary it. about this thing is that what most people don't realize is that the backup power was knocked out. Yeah. That's the scary thing. I'm not. See, I understand. Okay, you lose your, your main power, but when your backup power is knocked out, yeah, that's 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 intentional, right? 
that's that's the thing that scares me. Just like I still have a conspiracy theory about um like the bridge closing we had in yep. like and the homeless guy, <laughs> the homeless guy knocked down yeah. a I don't know I don't know how the many girder. How, the, the girder, girder. the steel girders and concrete you know because he was getting high yeah I, 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 yeah um that just sounded I, like I, a trip to the hospital not a multi million dollar uh bridge coming down. Yeah. Right. And it's and the same thing with this with this airport, because one of the things that they have been saying behind closed doors, they are very concerned about was this a was this a form of terrorism, i.e. learning how to hack into an airport, the, the second busiest airport in America, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, again, as we, as we, I, I watch. You ever watch the Vice Network, man? Some of the oh, shows yeah. they have when they got one called Cyber War, and they yeah. talk about they talk to all these hackers around the world. Yep. And the stuff that these guys are capable of doing, and the stuff these, the, the, the thrills that they have in terms of shutting uh, systems down. Yeah, yeah. It scares me, man. I mean, this is this is more than just a, a fire mm-hmm. right here. Mm-hmm. And and you know, Delta wants at least twenty five million back. For the time that they they were out of commission, uh, they were I guess they were down six to eight hours. Uh, so they said between the uh, airport, city of Atlanta, and Georgia Power, they want their money back. And <laughs> twenty five, they said they lost fifty million dollars. Okay, um, and the outage, uh, according to the official report, uh, started with a fire in a Georgia Power underground electrical facility. Uh, about 11 hours overall, I think, in terms of the airport being crippled. You had thousands of travelers in dark terminals, which scares the crap out of me. It lends credence to what you're talking about, the possibility of somebody being in there, you know, um, stranded on the tarmac, uh, planes. ATL is the world's busiest airport, you know. I was just looking for the Mary Norwood campaign vehicle fleeing the scene. <laughs> Did you see? Because uh, you know uh, what? Mary Mary was somewhere laughing. <laughs> Stop believing it. Go ahead, man. Uh, did you see Mary's concession video? I, I didn't I didn't see it. I just saw the story. But Oh, but, gosh. It, it was, it, it, you know, it's, it's one of those things where you got to be kidding me. Yeah. Um, and, and what it said, white folks are crazy, man. They, <laughs> they think that they think they can do and say anything and we'll just buy it, believe it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. Dude, I, I don't know. I do. I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave it at that. I'm, gonna, I know I'm gonna leave it at that. Uh, let me see what I got here, man. Uh, but, but, you know, we'll get to it. Apple, man. Um, I want to mention this because if Rand, I don't know if you had a chance to hear the show with Millennium and I. And this was before this report came out, and I said. And I've been saying it for a while, you know, I've been saying it on the show that the conspiracy has been that Apple has, how do you do it? Throttled down the phones, the older phones. Okay. Now, if I was rocking the Apple original iPhone or the iPhone three, four, I could see that. Okay. But this whole thing impacts, which Apple has made a, I guess, a concession or they have actually admitted that they released a quote unquote feature that occasionally reduces processing power 
on older phones to quote unquote prevent them from unexpectedly shutting down, which ain't helping my phone. Okay. Uh, according to Apple, the reduction is necessary because older batteries could otherwise periodically overload, which I guess they're trying to avoid the Samsung explosions, a quote unquote. Uh, the statement came after reports were leaked to a few technology sites. So the technology site said, look, they got, we got this report and they released it to the press. Um, and, and I don't know, man, there's a, there's a theory because it came out of this planned obsolescence theory, which means that they are trying to force people into new phones, uh, making their old phones obsolete based on usage. Um, and, and you know what? It's a betrayal to me because a lot of folks are really loyal to Apple. And I'm going to say this, Rand. I don't think Steve Jobs, if he were alive, would appreciate this shit. I don't think he would have let it get this far. What do you think? I mean, I'm going to leave it. Go ahead. I, I, I'd agree with you I, I, on Steve Jobs. I don't think Steve Jobs would let this let this happen. Um, and he was I an mean, a-hole. Now, people people report he was definitely not the best. He was a, he was a horrible boss. A lot of the reports, you know, but. This kind of thing is product related and he protected the product. But go ahead. Yeah, he protected the brand. The brand was number one in his mind. And, mm -hmm. and he wanted to he wanted to, everyone to have a unique, incredible experience with their products. I mean, I have one of the older phones. I think if if Apple would have come out and said, like, look, guys, you have an option yeah. to, to Apple, Apple, you know, Apple users, you have an option. And these and this is what this option will do for you, because, you know, one of the challenges you have now is that Apple has single handedly and also Samsung, they have asked the app developers to increase the, the in terms of that development of apps to use more more space on your phone. So mm -hmm. you have to buy a new phone. Yeah. You know, yep. just think about it. The number of apps that you once had on the phone now is declining because you don't have enough space. Yeah. And I don't think people will have an upset, be upset if Apple said, look, this is a you can get an upgrade pack and it will cost X amount. I don't think people will get upset because the whole thing ran. And, and this this is what I didn't know. But in hearing this story, I heard it on NPR that they there's an eighty dollar upgrade for your battery. If if you want to get your battery upgraded in an old phone, it's only 80 bucks. OK, but go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, you know who else does this? I found out um, Tesla. They did this during the um, um, the the hurricanes in Texas. They have a procedure where they could actually up the um, the, the storage capacity of your battery, and they did it for briefly for a moment uh, to help people out during the hurricanes they had over in, in Texas. Wow! That they have themselves have throttled the, the batteries and stuff. So this is not just Apple. This is an industry-wide practice of of controlling controlling your your purchasers. Well, you're a marketing. You're, you're, you're a brand guys. guy. Let me ask you this: Do you think this will affect them long term? I think it can. I think it can because I, I think there are a lot of people right now. Since Steve Jobs is is no longer there, I think a lot, a lot of people are, are are fleeing Apple, and at the same time, Apple's technology. It's being undermined by other companies who are surpassing them. Yeah, I mean, I mean, think about it. I mean, you yourself, uh, you have you have the Alexa Echo system, the AI system. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, notice how that now is proliferating much cheaper. 
Oh, yeah. you know, Apple might have had Siri, but now everyone is coming out with an AI system. And before too long, uh, Siri is going to be viewed as, as, as like an, an old HP cal- uh, Texas Instrument calculator in terms of what, what the new AI stuff is going. Well, Apple was supposed to release the, um, the Apple Home. It was supposed to come out in November, but they put it off. Um, and, and um, you know, it, it, it actually is going to be much more expensive, probably three times more expensive than uh, what Amazon's doing. Uh, and even what Google's doing, Google is doing with the Google Home. So, right. you know, it, it's interesting to me, man, because, you know, uh, Millennial, you know, for those of you who don't know, Millennial's my son. Uh, you know, he started with the original, uh, the, the little blue, color, uh, well, multiple colored iMac. He's always been connected to Apple. But so when I hear him, who is like the Apple, he flies the Apple flag like proudly. But when I hear him talking about a, um, I'm leaving Apple, I'm jumping the ship, man, I know it's real. You know what I'm saying? When I start hearing oh, yeah. that from somebody who for pretty much the majority of his life where he could actually push a keyboard, uh, has touched an Apple keyboard, and he starts saying, I'm leaving, that's, dude, I, I, I had to do a double take. <laughs> I had to do a double take. So, you know, mm, it's interesting, bro. That's all I got to yeah, say. Yeah, I mean, it's I shiggity, mean, I, man. A lot of people have said this, and, I, and I've heard it that you know, since Steve, since Steve Jobs left, uh, Tim Cook and those guys have not um, kept the um, uh, the Apple uh, line going the way Steve would have. Yeah, yeah. Give us your feedback. You know, RTT GP three. I'm sorry, GP three RTT at gmail dot com. GP three RTT at gmail dot com. I know it's Christmas Eve, man, but I'm gonna go ahead and jump on the Trump train just a little bit. I know it's the Christmas Eve show. We should be playing like Prince, Another Lonely Christmas and uh, Donny Hathaway and, and Nat King Cole and Curtis Blow. Yeah. But <laughs> but it ain't that kind of show. So we're going to get it in. Uh, and, and I want your feedback, Rand. Have you been have you been connected? Have you been following this stuff this week or you've been on eggnog and and, uh, and Hennessy? Yeah, I've been, I've been following this stuff. <laughs> So no eggnog, no, no eggnog and Hennessy this week. No, I'm lactose intolerant, brother. <laughs> no, you can get the soy. You can, you can get the soy eggnog. All right. No, but, no, if I can't have the real thing, I won't do it. I hear you. FBI Deputy uh, Director McCabe uh, came out and said that he corroborates Comey's allegiance request. Uh, the whole story from Trump. Well. Well, and well, just think what he did in his last cabinet meeting. They, they did they did that whole merry-go-round of, oh, um, the love of uh, I, I followed I follow my supreme leader. Yeah. So corroborates the story. And by the way, from what I heard, uh, you know, we tape on Sunday on Sunday shows. He's retiring next next year. Is he the one who said he's going to retire early? He's getting up out of there. I can't blame him. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I, I can't. Oh, I can't blame him. Um, yeah. So, and, and you know what, Rand? I, I want to ask this: Who messes with the FBI? Who really do you? I, I I ask because I saw the Untouchables. Okay, I saw how Elliot Elliot Ness eventually took you takes you down. You know, do, do you think? You know, I, I agree with you. It's the FBI, the CIA. Why do you mess with those organizations? Because they know stuff. And candidly, they know stuff that they can't uh, release to the public, that they won't release to the public. But 
I think they are biting their tongues because they know something and they can't say right. it because they, they, they don't want to jeopardize the case. Um, but, but this is, this is, uh, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it boggles my mind, but just FYI, I wanted to mention that, uh, the other big thing was the UN, uh, voted 128 to nine to condemn the U S embassy move to Jerusalem. Uh, Nikki Haley came out. I don't know if you saw it, um, but she did. I, the, saw, I saw that chick. Man. Come on. <laughs> she did the smackdown on the UN. And say, well, basically, yeah, basically, she she tried to bully these little small countries like Guam and the Philippines. Yeah, yeah. And other countries basically told her, "You need to go somewhere and sit down." I mean, we are losing so much credibility and respect on the international scene. And then she said, it's, "You know, Rand." And then she said, "We're gonna go over here for the nine folks who voted and have a party, and y'all can't come." <laughs> yeah, you know, basically, said, I'm, I, we, we're gonna remember this. We got your names. <laughs> you know? Damn. But Brennan, Brennan, the, the old, what was, I forgot what Brennan was. He's either NSI or whatever, something, but he's up there, FBI. He said it was narcissistic and vengeful, the whole episode, which it does. Right. It, it play out. It, it plays out again, like, the, like an episode in The Apprentice. It, it's kind of like, uh, instead of Nikki Haley, I mean, I'm sorry, instead of Omarosa, it's Nikki Haley, you know? Yeah. Okay. Uh, tax bill passed. I know you got probably something to say about that. Well, you know, um, you know, what's the interesting thing is about the tax bill is that these guys felt they had to pass something to say that they did something, but it's really going to probably come back and bite many of them in the butt. So they better enjoy this last Christmas as a senator or congressman, because many of them will be in an unemployment line uh, um, in terms of their political careers. Now, Rand, many Rand, of them are actually going to not be not going to be too upset because they're going to make like fat cats in a cheese factory, yeah. with, uh, you know, uh, with this thing uh, occurring. But, you know, it's just I've never seen anything so horrible in my life. Mm -hmm. How people got how people have gotten behind this. Right. Let me and, ask and, you, though, Rand, did you did you hear when at the signing when uh, 45 was talking about that? They have passed more legislation than any administration in history. Did you hear that? Yeah, which was which was a lie. I, I mean, I, I I had to stop and breathe and just say which was a lie because they said he's. Uh, I think George George Bush, the last Bush, had the lowest number. Now he's actually lower than George Bush in terms of of things that have been passed at this point. Yeah. Um, but, you know, but, you know, he, you know, it's pretty sad when you got a guy who's constantly has to hype himself up. Yeah. Yeah. So and then you got more discrediting of the the Mueller investigation, which, you know, you know what that is. We've already kind of touched base on what McCabe said. Uh, McConnell mocked Bannon, called him a political genius at a press conference. Um, and, and I'm hearing everybody talk about the GOP 2018 bloodbath. And I, I question that because I just don't know if we have the right players on the, if, if I'm not going to say we, if, if there are right players in opposition, I'll say that. Um, because if the economy becomes the headline and the economy is doing well, 
I just don't know if people will listen, you know. I agree with that. I think that I think that as, as long as the economy is doing well, um, I think that works for Trump. Um, I think that really works for him. Uh, but what's going to be interesting, it's going to be certain pockets of the country where it's not going to work for him because, you know, we're still talking about um, workers in the Midwest. Plants are still closing. Yep. Okay. So that's going to be a challenge right there. Also, too, you remember Obama was unique in the, in the standpoint was that people loved him. Yeah. But it did not translate to the Democratic Party. Well, Trump might be in the same scenario in that. Wait a minute. You said people loved him, but it didn't translate to the Democrats. It didn't translate because remember, the, he had two midterm elections where the Democrats lost. Okay. Yeah. So the, it did not translate to the party overall. Yeah, agreed. It, it, in the various houses of, of government, mm -hmm. it this it might the scenario same scenario might happen with Trump. Trump still might have a a strong loyal following, but it may not help the Republican Party. Mm. So, so you got that issue right there that that might occur. But for the twenty twenty, I'm looking at. One of the things that Trump had in his favor was that he forced Hillary Clinton to litigate 30 years of her political experience, right? Yeah. Now, when that included Bill and everything they did, he, he forced a conversation around that. He didn't have a record. Now, in 2020 and 2018 and 2019, he has a record. Yeah, he's got a run and on the it. The question is going to be is how well... Can he run uh, on that record he's he's established? Yeah. Because, you know, it was easy to run the first time. Mm -hmm. And some of those people that came in with him, they didn't have a record. So, you know, they came in just like the, the Tea Partiers and, and Newt Gingrich in the 90s. They came in and looked great, but now they had to govern. Now you have a record, something yeah. that people can point to. Yep. But I don't think it's going to be the bloodbath I think there's gonna they're gonna lose some seats. I think they're gonna I think they're really gonna lose the Senate more than anything else. Yeah. Um, because it's too close as as we're speaking right now. It's too close. Yeah, yeah. And and I I just you know I still got this. I don't know, man. I still have this hesitation about um, Pelosi and Schumer and what's his name um, who's running the. Um, Perez, 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 and um, in 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 the, in the uh, I saw Perez once. I saw Perez once, um, out of in that Alabama situation. I think I saw him once, and and that was pretty much it. And and I I don't know. I I just well we'll see. I do believe that the more that the more loss is going to now intensify voter suppression which will have an impact on 2018 and 2020. But ultimately, you know, Rand, voter suppression is about us. It's about the fight. Right. It's about um, becoming more aware and and really stepping up your game. You know, if it's a matter of uh, photo ID, then you need to go get some photo ID. I mean, there, there are multiple ways to do it. And, and I know people say, well, I ain't got uh, transportation. Uh, you know, no, you know what? Uh, them Jordans go on sale, you'll find transportation. You know, so f say, that, say that again, brother. Say that again. <laughs> I, I, I mean, really, because because them Jordans go on sale. Say what? <laughs> black folks will find money for stuff. They'll find money to, to buy a damn iPhone. 
dude, I if you could be in the club popping bottles, come on. Come on. You'll find a way. I mean, I got, I got, I'm I'm not going to go there, man. I, I, I'm, you know, I'm trying to be positive. You know, let let me put on some Donny Hathaway right now. Not, you know, some Christmas Donny Hathaway. All right. (laughs) Hey, man. Rand, go ahead, man. You got a rant. Well, my one rant is about the tax bill, man. You know, I I, I hate this argument that the Republicans have put out saying that this tax bill is going to create jobs. Let's be honest. You and I have worked in corporate America and many of our listeners have. In corporations, what is their first priority? Profits. Yeah. It's shareholder value, shareholder creation. It's not creating jobs. Yeah. Jobs are a byproduct when money is being made. Yeah. They create more jobs so they can rate more money. Okay. And so, I mean, let's let's stop saying that, you know, you know who creates more jobs? Small businesses. They are the job creators. Yeah. You know, statistics will show that if you go to the Small Business Administration, more jobs are created by small businesses than these large corporations. And right now, you know, a lot of the corporations are giving people bonuses. Many of the bonus decisions were made in October. Yeah. Okay. Now, what I'm finding out is that with these bonuses, Tommy, is that a lot of them are accelerating these bonuses because guess what? They get a tax deduction for these bonuses this year from this new tax bill. Yeah. You know, so I hate hearing that, you know, that we're going to create more jobs. No, we're not. We're going to create more profits. That's what we're creating, more profits. And, and, you know, and why are we giving people like Apple who do offshore, who move money offshore. Who throttle your phones. To reward them (laughs) to come back with the money. Yeah. And as they throttle your phone. Yeah. Right. As they throttle my phone. So, I mean, that's the thing that really gets me upset. And I hope people wake up and realize that, um, you know, you are going to be screwed. Yep. It's, um, how can you say it? Uh, it's going to have to slap them in the face. It's going to have to slap certain certain people. It's just going to have to slap in the face. It's going to have to hit them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you got anything else? No, man. I'm, I want to. I want to end end today on a positive note um, because it's Christmas and and try to end these because I think we got one or two more before the end of the year and I want to end on a positive note, man, so we can start thinking about what we can do for next year. Yeah, we got one for next week and and let's do that for next definitely without a doubt. Um, the, the and that'll be the last one of the year. So, but go ahead. Right. What you, what you got? You got anything in on a positive? What's your positive? No. Well, you know, man, I think um, Huffington Post had a had a great um, uh, article about the the 24 of the most thought provoking pieces of writing by people of color in 2017. And I encourage people to uh, go look at it. It's on a black voices page. Uh, you know, they talk about Tassihani Coates, uh, uh, Lupita Ringo, uh, some other people uh, that have actually written some great pieces of work and made some great thought provoking pieces that. I'd encourage people to read uh, because some of this can really help help you through what we're going through right now. Yeah. Well, good, good. And, and uh, you know what, man, I'm going to pull that link when we, when I post uh, our show today, make sure I get that link, just text it over to me and make sure yeah, I'll text it over to you. Pardon. Yeah. Make sure I get that. So I can put that up for folks. Cause I, uh, I think that's one of the things um, that we have to do next year is um, give people positive options, 
you know, I know we we uh, we get a little caught up in our rants and my ter- my tirades, um, and um, and sometimes we do have to. I mean, one of the one of the things. I mean, one of our podcast uh, listeners had mentioned, you know, we know you guys find issues, you know, offer us solutions, and I, and I think we have to be able to offer more solutions, man. That's my goal for 2018: offer people more solutions. How do you deal with, it? you know, right? So. Anything else, man? Because I'm a, I'm a, I got you know one or two things, and we gonna wrap. No, up. man, go, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, you know, just when you think, um, how can I say it? Just when you know, first of all, the the whole, um, I'm not because it's Christmas Eve. I'm gonna say butt kissing thing on the on the stairs with with the GOP, uh, and you say, okay, maybe the tax bill is for everybody, maybe. They trying to do the right thing. Maybe he's coming to his senses. Maybe, you know, then you read that stuff about 45's comments about black immigrants. (laughs) And then it just says, you know what I'm saying? Just when you might try to give him a break, he pulls you right back down. And and you know I, what? What frustrates me, Rand, um, because I, I know a lot. Of, I mean, I travel in different circles. Is that there? There are a lot of people who really, even though uh, things have been done to hurt their collective, um, their cultures, they still try to support him. Just like if it, it's amazing when I hear uh, you know African American folks defend like uh, Parsonard on CNN and, and other folks try to defend a lot of the shenanigans or uh, the Latino community, the Cuban community, or even in the African community, there are people who defend. And then this kind of commentary about, what was it said? And I don't know, cause, cause now uh, Huckleberry is denying it was said. Um, something like, uh, hey, okay, Haiti had sent 15,000 people um, they all have AIDS, he grumbled, according to one person who attended the meeting and another person who was briefed, who was briefed about it um, by a different per- person who was there. Uh, 40,000 um, had come from Nigeria because they were talking about, I guess, people coming into the country, immigrants. And, and he added, once they had seen the United States, they would never go back to their huts in Africa. Uh, recall two officials. So just when you try to cut a break, just when you try to hold hands and do kumbaya or try to pass some eggnog, soy eggnog for you, Rand, and 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 some Hennessy and 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 a and a 40, then then this, you know, and, you know, mm, that's why. I guess it's really people say, well, why don't you just fall in line? I can't believe that's this is why <laughs> there's so much evidence, you know, and, and it was funny because I was watching today, um, you know, MSNBC and I flipped over to uh, CNN does this show about journalism on Sunday morning. And they were just basically they were outlining all the lies from the beginning with the crowd size and all that all the way up until, I guess, to now. And um you know, when people ask, well, why don't you? That's why. There's just so many reasons why. So that's my little tirade. And and next week I'm gonna try to be 
Uh, I'm going to try to just come in. I'm going to come in. You know what? I'm going to come in the man cave with glitter. Okay. And I'm going to sprinkle glitter, fairy dust everywhere. How about that? Okay. Okay. I'll try to join you on that. I'll try to join you. <laughs> what about that? Okay. I'm going to try to go kumbaya again. One more time. Because you know I was trying to do kumbaya, man. Remember back in the day? Right. <laughs> Another yeah. podcast I was playing kumbaya. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you 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 were trying, man. You were trying, man. I'm trying and to bring I, it together. I, you know, I, I I feel like you, man. I mean, when you think this guy, or this administration, and his surrogates have maybe had that epiphany, somehow it it goes right back to where it started from. Yeah, and it's very depressing because even though I'm I'm probably a liberal or Democrat, I want what's best for this country. Absolutely, I want, I want everyone to have a fair chance at opportunities. Yep. That's what I want to see. Yep. Uh, and I just don't feel right now we are heading in that direction. Yeah. And and I'm just looking, you know, like the like the uh like the school book. We look at we're looking for Superman. Are we looking for Superman? <laughs> what was that book? What was the, the education book? In search of Superman, looking for Superman. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, in, yeah. Looking for Superman. Yeah, uh, that that documentary by G- uh, Guggenheim. Yeah. Oh lord, oh lord. Okay, man, I'm gonna end it, and, and we're gonna wrap this. Hey, Rand, what's your favorite Christmas music, man? What I mean, song. What what what's been it for the year, man? What's your? Uh, well, um, give me a Christmas we, moment. We, let's end on it. Let's, have, let's try to make it a Christmas a soul, show. We have a soulful playlist going on here, so it it, it could be from the the Jackson Five to the Temptations to yeah. uh, Boys to Men and of course Mariah and Luther. So I'm sick of the Mariah song. I love you, Mariah, but damn, come on. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, well, I think Mariah. I think Mariah and Boys to Men right now probably number one on my playlist. Okay. Yeah. Well, cool. And of course, uh, you know, of course, Nat King Cole and Donnie Hathaway and those things. But you know, we we try to make it a little soulful. Yeah. Today's the last day, or I guess today and tomorrow we can we can really rock the Christmas stuff. So I'm gonna rock my my Prince, my another lonely Christmas, my uh, banana daiquiris, and and swimming naked at the daddy's pool. My it's my last couple of days to play that song. So <laughs> <laughs> that's my jam. I get thrown out. Of, I get thrown out every time I play that song, but I'm gonna play it. Rand, hey, hey. man. Uh, you know, uh, don't forget, I'm going to let people know, uh, castropolis.net, go to our uh, website. You can find shows. Uh, you need to know business podcast. Uh, I know uh, several businesses are taking a hiatus, so we'll probably come back with more after the first of the year. You can email us feedback, gp3rtt at gmail.com. Uh, you can leave a voicemail at 413-556-9546, 9546. Uh, we're on Instagram, uh, gp3homies, uh, SoundCloud. You can find us, gp3homies iTunes, GP3 homies. And hey, man, Rand, hey, man, do this, man. You and your family, man, y'all chill. Uh, when when when, you, when you, your young ones wake up at 3 o'clock, uh, when, mine, when, when Millennial gets up at around 2 or 3 today, um, you know, wish them a Merry Christmas and, uh, and, and hug, hug the fam, man. Just, just tell everybody thank you for, uh, you know, and, and, and enjoy the holiday and Merry Christmas, man. Merry Christmas to you, bro. Yep. Thank all you right, for all so you, you do, man. You and your family, man. 
you know, same to you and, and uh, you and Lady J, man. You guys have been some phenomenal friends, and Millennial Nick has is, is been, a, been a, a great asset to the team. And, of course, your little one, man, she brings joy. So, you know, <laughs> for my family to yours, man, have a Merry Christmas. I do. I do. With that, uh, episode 69, 69 Boys, uh, it is a wrap. <laughs> I wanted to play that, man. I was going to play that before this episode. But uh, next week is episode 70. And, and I hope uh, hope to see you there, bro. All right? Yeah. All right, y'all. We're in the can, and we're done. Peace. Merry Christmas. You've been listening to the GP3 Homies from the Block podcast. Connect by email at gp3rtt at gmail.com. Leave a voicemail, 413-556-9546. Follow us on iTunes. Give us a five star. Follow us on SoundCloud. Search GP3 Homies from the Block. Special thanks to music by Millennial Nick, rap, SPDG, graphics, Lady J. Thanks for listening.